Thank you for joining us at Thousand Hills. We hope you enjoy this message and it helps you continue your ride with Christ. Pretty, ain't they? All right. Let's chase them, you want to? Shoot us one for our supper? No, I mean chase them just for the sport. What, to, to run them off? No, you don't get the point, do you, P? I mean chase them because before long, there won't be any buffalo left to chase. Well, them bulls will hook you. Yeah. Do you remember old man Barlow? That buffalo hooked him bad. Old man Barlow was a slow thinker. Kind of like uh, somebody else I could name. Well, he was a slow walker, too, when that buffalo got through with him. Wonder what ever happened to him. He married a fat widow over on the Blanco River and had a passel of kids. Now, you might as well have done the same thing yourself since you don't want to chase buffalo. Well, I don't believe I'd want to chase buffalo even if I was married. Forget I even mentioned. Well, I like being a bachelor, Gus. Well, that's good, P. I'm sure it's all part of God's plan that you are one. <laughs> Wow, anybody recognize that movie? Yeah, that's the great Lonesome Dove. If you've got like 19 hours to watch it, feel free to watch it. But it's an amazing movie. And uh, the character in that movie, if you didn't know who those characters were, uh, the fun one was Gus, Augustus McRae, and the other one was P. Parker. P. Parker. And that is my favorite scene in that whole movie. And I don't want to give it away. How many of you guys have not ever seen Lonesome Dove? Anybody not? Yeah, you guys can walk out right now. Just kidding. (laughs) I'm just playing. Um, But um, if you've never seen Lonesome Dove, you need to check it out. But I'll I'll give you a little insight to the movie. It is kind of depressing. It's an awesome movie. It's a fun movie, but it's kind of depressing. So my favorite part of the movie is this part right here because Augustus McRae was a guy who lived for adventure. I mean, you heard it in his voice. You heard it by just him talking to Pete. I mean, he wanted to chase those buffalo for no other reason than the sport of it, right? I mean, it wasn't the fact that he wanted to shoot one for dinner. It wasn't the fact that he wanted to chase them off because they were eating, you know, on his pasture. No, he wanted to chase the buffalo just for the fun of it. In the movie, uh, Gus is that kind of guy. If you watch the movie, uh, he picks fights just to pick fights because he kind of knows he can end them. Uh, he, uh, you know, he uh, chases after women, which obviously is not a good thing, but it's kind of fun to watch, you know, in the movie. Um, he liked, you know, good times. He liked good adventures. His death was even an adventure. Do you remember that? I mean, it, later on in the scene, uh, he dies, and because he wants to be buried in Texas... He, his buddy, Captain Cole, takes him from all the way from Wyoming all the way back to Texas to bury him. Life was a, an adventure for Augustus McRae, and Gus chased one a- adventure after another. And, and sometimes he would do it at the neglect of actually doing his job, right? 
I mean, he had the dream of, uh, you know, taking the cattle all the way to Wyoming, being the first ranch to have all the cattle there. But oftentimes he was found out, you know, gambling or, you know, again, carousing women or chasing buffalo at the expense of actually being on the cattle trail, right? Well, again, I love his story. I love the adventure. If, if I was to ride in Lonesome Dove, which would be a dream, right? If I was to ride, I'd ride with Gus. I'd be like, heck yeah, Gus, let's go. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it'd be like, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I don't care, right? And so I love a good adventure. I love, you know, going new places. Um, I don't know if you're adventurous at all. Um, how many of you guys are more adventurous uh, than maybe your husband or your wife? Anybody? Yeah? How many of you guys are like, you know, homebodies and you just like to stay at home? Anybody? Yeah, you guys are awesome. I love you people because you're just like my wife. And we balance each other out. you got to have a little balance, right? Um, but I love a good adventure. I've been to lots of places in my life. I've been all across the world. Um, I even love trying new food. You know, a lot of guys are like, steak, potatoes, man. Just give me the steak and potatoes. I kind of like different things. I kind of like trying different things. I, I tried duck once. Anybody tried duck? You know, some of you guys have shot duck, and you're like, that is nasty. It tastes like liver. I had a chef one time make us a, a duck, and it was the best duck I've ever eaten. And I won't eat another one because they're nasty unless, you know, she cooks it. But you, you, uh, you could maybe consider me a, a cultured cowboy because I, I like going to places where they don't expect cowboys to go. Um, I don't know if you've ever been anywhere with your cowboy hat on, and everybody just kind of stares at you like, who's that guy? You know, why the heck is that guy here? I kind of enjoy that. Uh, maybe it's just egotistical or just vain or whatever. I don't know. Um, but I kind of enjoy it when people notice, hey, who's the guy in the, you know, the hat? And I always tell them, they, they're, they're like, that's a huge hat, man. And I'm like, yeah, what I've learned is you don't have to, you know, be skinny to be a cowboy. Just buy a bigger hat and then you look skinny. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that's the diet that you need to be on this year. So just buy a bigger hat and then everybody will be like, did you lose weight? Nope, just bought a bigger hat. <clears throat> but, but all that to say, I love a good adventure, and I love chasing dreams. Um, my wife, she knows that for sure because they're sometimes expensive, uh, right? I mean, uh, it's expensive to chase after some dreams. But here's, here's what I've learned about my life and as I look at the world around us. Oftentimes, I believe that so many of us are like Gus, all we're doing in this life is chasing after the next thrill, the next frill, whatever it is. Chasing after, you know, the bigger bank account. Chasing after, you know, the next relationship that's going to be exciting. The, the next high, the latest gadget. Anybody get caught up in the latest gadget craze? No, none of you guys? Well, my kids are. How many of you guys have kids that are caught up in the gadget craze? Anybody? Uh, yeah, thank you. At least one of us can relate. But um, my daughter, uh, the other day, she was like, hey, Dad, why don't you get the iPhone X? And I'm like, I don't need an iPhone X. And then, so then I took my dad. My dad's not have a phone. He's never had a phone. Or he had a flip phone. It was one of those track phones until last week. And my dad, 60-something years old, went and got an iPhone X. How cool is that? And so my daughter's like, hey, Dad, you, you, you need to go check and see if you could get, you know, an upgrade and all that stuff. So yesterday, she had a birthday party, and she said, Dad, don't go by the AT&T store unless I'm with you. Don't go by there unless I'm with you. And I was like, all right, babe, I'll go, you know, when you're ready to go. And so needless to say, my daughter has a dad who has an iPhone X. <laughs> don't get me wrong. She's not the one who has the iPhone X, 
right? I have the iPhone X. And so a lot of times I feel like we got to chase these little, you know, dreams, chase the next big thing and live for the adventure. And, and while none of these things are wrong, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. Chasing dreams is good. You know, if you can afford to buy an iPhone X, which I couldn't, <laughs> but I had to trade in and all this other stuff that, you know, paid, for, paid me actually to trade it in. And so all those things in and of themselves aren't wrong. But here's what I find so many times in life. Because we are chasing after so many things of the world, it's often at the expense of chasing after God. I mean, think about it. So many of us, and I include myself in this, so many of us are exhausted because we're chasing after so many things in the world. So many of us are still unfulfilled, even though we get an iPhone X. So many of us, you know, we chase this dream and we accomplish this dream. We get that house. I mean, the bank account's full. All these things. I mean, we've accomplished a lot of things. But at the end of the day, we've chased after so many things that have left us exhausted, unfulfilled, and tired. Right? And although we desire, we say, hey, I desire to chase after God, oftentimes we look at that and we go, man, I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have, you know, the resources. I don't, I don't, I don't have what it would take to chase after God. And so today I want to start a series entitled Chasing Buffalo. <laughs> Chasing Buffalo. Chasing after what really Matters, And you say, Bo, what, what, what really matters in life? Well, here's the, here's the answer and the theme for the whole series. What really matters is chasing after God. It's chasing after God. And you say, what does that look like? Well, I'm going to give you three things that I believe that help us understand what chasing after God looks like. Number one is this. If we're going to chase after God, we make living for God number one on our bucket list. How many of you guys have ever had a bucket list? Anybody have a bucket list? Anybody know what a bucket list is? Jeff, yes. Um, how many of you guys have ever seen the movie Bucket List? Yeah. Morgan Freeman, Jack Nicholson. I mean, they, they're, they're, they're dying, right? And they find out that they're dying, so they come together, and they're like, hey, let's, let's come up with a list of things to do before we kick the bucket, right? I mean, that's the whole phrase and the whole you know, plot of the movie. Well, I, I believe that sometimes, you know, it's okay to have a bucket list. I mean, there, there are dreams that we want to accomplish. There's things that we want to accomplish. So creating a bucket list is, is, a, is a cool thing. Um, my bucket list has looked a little something like this. And I, I've never listed it until I, you know, uh, wrote this uh, message. But, but getting married, that was on my bucket list uh, years ago. Um, having kids, my bucket list, owning and raising my own horses, you know, having a good set of cows. I mean, those are things that have been on my bucket list. Traveling the world. I remember before I got married, I thought to myself, I'm going to make the most of my single life. And I traveled all across the world. I worked at a ski resort uh, for a ski season. I got to ski every day, snow ski. Um, I went to uh, London. I went to Israel. I've been to Jamaica. I've been to Mexico. I've been to, you know, all kinds of places. Rhode Island, Martha's Vineyard, Maine, Boston. I've, I've been to all kinds of places, and, 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 and all of those things were pretty cool, and they've been on my bucket list, and I've, you know, all of them that I just listed have come true, but here's the thing, you know, you say, well, what's still on the list? Well, again, and this is just a pipe dream, unless I know Ted Turner, I'd love to chase some buffalo. Anybody just want to chase some buffalo? Anybody ever want to ride? Nobody, really? 
Okay, Patrick, thank you so much, buddy. You and I, I'm Gus, you're P. <laughs> and we can go chase some buffalo together. I don't know if you've ever seen the other movie, Dances with Wolves. Anybody seen that one? Remember the buffalo chasing that one where he got to shoot, you know, a buffalo off his horse? Come on now. Who doesn't want to try that? And then who doesn't want to eat the heart that that Indian chief pulls out? Ah. Come on, it's, I would do it in a heartbeat, no pun intended. <laughs> that was just off the cuff. Thank you very much. Um, but I would want to chase some buffalo. I, I want to meet one of my heroes. Uh, one of my heroes is Brett Favre. Anybody a fan of Brett Favre? Yeah, the toughest uh, quarterback in the NFL um, is still to this day, and just one of amazing, amazing guys. I want to go to the NFR. I've never been to the NFR, NFR the National Finals Rodeo. I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. I mean, that's kind of on my list as well. Uh, as I grow older, I, used to, not to, I didn't care about the NFL. I didn't care about any of that and all the crap that goes on in the NFL nowadays. I don't really enjoy either. But I'd love to go to a Super Bowl. I think it'd be kind of cool. And, and, and that's on my bucket list. Yours uh, may be different. Uh, maybe yours is to skydive. Anybody ever wanted to skydive? Yeah. Olivia, have you skydived? Not yet. Well, skydiving, maybe that's on yours. Maybe it's uh, learn how to fly a plane so you don't have to jump out of it, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe, you know, it's to start a blog. Some of you guys feel like, man, I got a story to tell. I want to start a blog and I want to share it with the world. Uh, I know for my wife, one, on her bucket list at the top of it is to qualify for the Boston Marathon, right? And she's in pursuit of that. And that's a part of her bucket list. Maybe yours is to take your husband to Paris and, and see the Eiffel Tower because he wants to see it. I saw a few elbows, right? Well, here's, here's the point. I think all these things are great. I think that you should have fun in life. I, all these are fun adventures to chase. But what I've come to learn in just the short life that I've lived and, and being able to reach the, you know, the list and, and mark off you know, some of the things on my bucket list, here's what I've learned. No earthly adventure no earthly thrill, no earthly accomplishment, no earthly accolade can compare to the adventure of chasing after God. It just can't. One of the greatest things I ever learned when I went to Israel, I went to Israel for 10 weeks, and everybody thought it was such an amazing place, and it is. I got to walk where Jesus walked. I, I've climbed the Mount of Olives. I've been to the Garden of Gethsemane. I've, I've been to the supposed tomb where Jesus was laid. I, I've seen it all. I've seen Golgotha. I've swam in the Dead Sea. I've seen all those things, and so many people are like, golly, man, I wish I could go, and I'm like, yes, you should go, but here's the thing that I learned. One major lesson. Happiness isn't in a place, it's in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. I know so many people, they're like, hey, if I just could get to Colorado, man, Colorado, I'd just, you know, live out my dreams. If I could go to Wyoming, I'd just live there, I could do this. Again, if it's God's will, absolutely go there. You're going to be happy. But at the end of the day, it's, happiness isn't in a place, it's in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. It kind of reiterates this idea. It says this, and you can say the underlined words with me. It says, there are far more, or there's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here, what? Today and gone tomorrow. But the things we can't see now will last forever. The things that we can't see now will last forever. The things that we see now, guess what? They're here today, gone tomorrow. 
Even the earth, when, when Jesus returns, guess what? The earth's going to go away. The cool thing about it is he's going to create a new one. And we're going to get to walk with him on a new earth. But the earth is temporary. The things we own, guess what? They're temporary. The jobs we have, temporary. The American dream, temporary. The finances that you think that you have a hold of in your savings account, temporary. All of the things that we see with our eyes are temporary. And, and so we have to remember that as we look at the bucket list that we have and we think, well, is this going to fulfill me? More than likely, it will, it will fulfill you for a few minutes and then it's over. It's over. And so you say, well, what do we have to focus on? Well, Paul shows us what it looks like. Uh, and I think he refers to his bucket list. If he had one back in the day, Paul's one of the greatest writers in the New Testament of the Bible. Listen to what he says about his accomplishments and accolades. In, in Philippians 3, uh, 7 and 8, it says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them what? Let's say it together. I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared to the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus as my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ. You see what Paul's saying? Uh, he, I mean, he was a Pharisee amongst all Pharisees. He was an educated man. He was the cream of the crop. He was at the top of the list. He was salutatorian. He was the valedictorian. He was sumo cum laude. I don't even know how to say that word. But he, he was that guy in the world of religion, in the world of his peers. But he says, hey, none of that compares to knowing Jesus. None of it. And I believe that that's a lesson that we need to learn today. And you say, well, what's life like when God is number one? What is life like when God's number one? Look at Matthew 6, It reiterates this whole idea. But we what? We seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. You say, what's that mean? Well, it means that we seek him first. It's like I said, we put him at the top of the bucket list and then everything else falls in place, right? And so you say, well, what does that look like? Well, when, it, when we have him first in our life, his dream becomes our dream. His dream. Not our dream and we try to talk him into making it his dream. No, we say, God, what's your dream for our lives? Is your dream for our lives to have kids? If it is, we want to have kids. Is your dream for me to get married? If it is, I want to get married. What's your dream? I want to live out your dream. The accolades and the accomplishments of this world, they're not so important when God is number one in your life. And you say, well, what does our focus turn to? Well, our focus when we have God, number one, in our lives, guess what? Our focus turns from how can I love God more? How can I love him more? You know, what kind of job can I take that will actually honor him? What job does he want me to take? How can I love others more? How can I give more rather than receive more? That's a big one. I mean, so many times we're like, hey, I just want to accomplish this. I want to get this. I want to, you know, gather up this. I want to, you know, get this land. I want to buy this. I want to do this. But as you and I both, and I deal with this as well, as you and I both focus more on making God first in our lives, it's more about what we can give. And this is a silly illustration, but I got this phone. Because I knew my daughter would be happy. 
I didn't need it. I could do without it. But at the end of the day, God said, Bo, this is something that will tie you to the love of your daughter. And, and just, just I, again, it's not about the phone, but no money is worth, no money is too much than tying me to the heart of my daughter. Some of you need to learn this because some of you are like a killjoy. And when your kids want something, you're like, no, no crap and way, right? How many of you guys are like that? Anybody like that? I am. And, and, and again, God's changing me. No, we're not going to get that. No, you don't, you don't need that. You don't, you don't need, I mean, all that stuff. But I bought that phone because I wanted to capture the heart of my daughter. You know what? She's, you know, again, she's into technology. And I, I, I don't, you know, I, we're screening everything. We're doing everything we can. We're protecting her, all that stuff that a good parent does. But at the end of the day, this is the way of the future. And my kids are into this. And so I'm going to use it as a tool to capture their heart. Does that make sense? And so we began to stop saying, what can I receive out of it? But what can I give more of? How can I help others experience God's forgiveness and salvation? Again, when you look at life and you compare what is temporary to what is eternal, you begin to go, how can I help that person find forgiveness? How can I help that person, you know, find salvation in Jesus? How can, you know, I can help these, you know, these things that, that will last forever for eternity. That is what it means to chase after God. And it means that he needs to be at the top of your bucket list. That's number one. Number two is this. Chasing after God often changes what else we chase. You got a list, right? I mean, you got a list of things that you want to chase in life, right? When God is number one on that list, guess what? A lot of times the things that you chase that are rest, on the rest of the list change. And it's a good thing. So many times we're like, God, you mean you want me to take that off the list? Not always. I mean, again, God doesn't always take things off the list. Sometimes he adds greater things. Anybody ever experienced that? I mean, he takes a relationship out of your life. He takes a job out of your life. He takes this out of your life. And all of a sudden he provides something so much better. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I have. And so a lot of times he changes the things that are on the list, the rest of the things on the list. Uh, Hebrews 12.1 talks about this, and, and listen to what it says. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to, uh, to the life of faith, let us what? Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us what? Run and with the endurance, the race that God has set before us. Oftentimes when we make God number one in our lives, guess what? He changes the rest of the list. He changes it. You know, when he's at the top of the list, you know, he may show you what doesn't need to be on the list. He, you know, he, he may get rid of a few things that are on the list, um, but we have to trust him. I mean, I can't trust myself a lot of times because I'm selfish. I'm prideful. I want more. I want to seek the world more. I, you know, I got all these desires, all that stuff, but I can trust God. Listen to Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1. It says, there is a way that, uh, that what? Appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. But Proverbs 3, 6 says this, in what? In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. In other words, there's so many things that I want that God doesn't want for me. 
There's things that I think, hey, I need that. And he says, no, you don't, right? There's so many things that I think are good, but he has something greater. And so a lot of times what appears to be right with us, what appears to be right only leads to our destruction. But if we will acknowledge him in all of our ways and make decisions based on what pleases him, guess what? He'll make our path straight. I don't have to go around this uh, big pothole because he's filled the pothole, right? I don't have to make a wrong decision every time to learn a lesson. I can actually make the right decision before I make a decision, a bad decision. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and so the cool thing about chasing after God that I've learned, and again, I'm not perfect at this, and neither was Paul, but, but the, first, you know, the thing that I've learned about chasing after Jesus first is many times he can avoid, we can avoid tripping and getting distracted. It's like I said, he lets us know when something else is trying to bump him out of first. Anybody ever felt his bump or his, his tug on your heart? When you're like, hey, I really want to buy that horse. Hey, let's purchase that land. Hey, you know, let's you know, move here. Hey, let's get that new truck. Hey, let's do this. And he's like, bump, bump, bump. <laughs> hey, probably shouldn't do that. Here's what I want you to learn. And what I'm learning. That's a great thing. I don't want to make any more mistakes. I don't want to go after things that he doesn't want me to go after. So when he tugs on her heart and he says, hey, I want to make your, straight, your path straight. Just acknowledge me in all your ways. Just to submit to me in all your ways and I'll make them straight. I, I, we ought to run to him and say, oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for not letting me make that mistake. Thank you for not letting me fall into that trap. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so one of the cool things about chasing after God is that you're close enough to him to hear his voice to know what to do. That's what he does for us. And so, um, again, you, you go to add somebody to the list or something to the list, and he says, I've got something better. I, I love that. I, and I thank God for that. Here's what he also does. He also shows us what is right on the list. Again, he's not some cosmic killjoy who doesn't want you to enjoy life, right? He says, hey, Bo, that thing on the list, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make that happen. You want that? I'm going to make it happen. You want a wife? I'm going to make that happen. You want kids? I'm going to make it happen. You want to purchase that land? I think that's a good investment. Go for it. I mean, that's the cool thing about God too, right? Anybody ever experienced that? When God says yes to something you actually d- desire? Nobody? Great. <laughs> well, I hope it comes true the next time. But here's, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't just go, hey, take that off. Hey, get rid of that. Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. No, sometimes he goes, go for it. Buy that. Get that. Go marry her. I know that was one of my biggest dreams come true when he said that she's the one, right? And when, when we found out, hey, you're pregnant right? Dreams come true, right? God is a good God. He's not just, again, just someone who wants to push us down with his thumb. He wants to actually bless us. And so when we are chasing after him, guess what? He provides the wisdom that we need to chase after what else is good and pleasing to him. And so chasing after God, we make uh, living for God, number one on our bucket list. And number two, chasing after God often changes what else you chase. And lastly, here's the last point that I want you to get. And this is probably the most important one, but listen to what it says. Life is short. Now's the time 
to chase after God. Life's short. Now's the time to chase after God. Uh, Look at James 4. Look at what it says. It says in, in verse 14, it says, Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a what? Yeah, you see that? Do you see it now? Here today, gone tomorrow. Your life is like this mist. Here today, gone tomorrow. Um, and it says, you don't know what happened. What, your life is mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Here's the, here's the thing about Gus. You know, in, in the movie, when he goes through that scene, why does he do it? Why does he chase after the buffalo? Why? Because he realized that the buffalo weren't going to be there forever. Right? I mean, didn't he say it? He's like, man, they're just not going to be there. They might not be there forever. And so he says, I'm going to chase them now. It's the same way with God. Oftentimes we think, well, you know, this life's all about me. I'm just going to do my thing and the adventure's going to be good and then I'm going to die and life is over. No, listen, God wants you to chase after him now. It, life is too short. One of the greatest indicators of this in my life is watching my kids grow up. Anybody been there? Yeah, I've had so many hundreds of people tell me, don't blink. They're going to grow up fast. Um, I realized this just the other day. I, was, I always give my sons their haircuts, <laughs> which sometimes they don't like, sometimes they do like. Actually, Hampton got away with a little rat tail this last time, but I shaved it off last time or last night. But he had a rat tail yesterday. It was so cool. I mean, everybody else has mullets. We got rat tails. But anyway, so the other day, Hank, or just this week, Hank, um, I, I would sit on our toilet in our bathroom, and I'd pull the rug out, put a towel down, and I would cut his hair, and I would sit on the toilet. Not with the toilet, you know, open. It's kind of too much information. But the lid was down. And I would sit on the toilet and then I would shave his head and I'd cut it and do all this stuff. Guess what I had to do this week? I had to stand up. Why? Because he's growing up. The other day I went to pick up my kids at school. My daughter gets in the back seat and I look at her and I think, who is this lady sitting in my back seat. I mean, has this ever happened to anybody else? I'm like, golly, I mean, you're a beautiful young lady. I mean, you're only 11 and you look like, you know, you're 17, 18, 19, 20. I mean, it doesn't, it, it just happens overnight. Life is so short. And so because life is short, we, no matter, you, you think, well, I got all this time. No, you don't. It doesn't matter how many years you think you have to live. Don't be deceived into thinking that you have lots of time remaining to live for Christ. You know, to enjoy your loved ones and to do the things that God has called you to do. Now is the time to live for Him. Now. Today. Because our life is here today and gone tomorrow. And so here's what I want to leave you with. Who are you chasing after? Are you chasing after the top of your bucket list and that's not God? Or is God at the top of the list and everything else falls in place because you're chasing after God? My hope is that you would stop chasing buffalo and that you would start chasing God. I'm going to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second.
Many of you are here today and you're like, you know what, Bo? I, I know that I'm chasing buffalo. With your head bowed and your eyes closed and, and we're not, nobody's looking around except for me. I just kind of want to know who can relate to maybe what I've preached today or you know, so that I can pray for you. How many of you guys would say, you know what, Bo? I'm chasing after buffalo and God is not number one. Can you raise your hand? Thank you. Thank you. I hope that today would be the start of a new beginning for you. I hope that today you put God at the top of your bucket list. It's not the paycheck anymore. It's not the whiskey anymore. It's not the the thrill of the, the next adventure anymore. It's not anything of this world. It is of God and is a chasing after him. And so maybe you need to change your bucket list. And you need to commit to God to put him at the top. Maybe you just need to pray this prayer in your heart. You don't have to pray it out loud. Just pray it in your heart. God, I know that I have not had you at the top. God, I've had other things that are of this world. But today, I'm putting you at the top. I want everything else in my life to revolve around you. I want you to be the center of my life. Thank you for the nudge of the Holy Spirit that nudges me to show me how to change. Listen, those of you that just, you know, raised your hand just a minute ago, and those of you that didn't, I hope that you made that commitment today. And you say, but what does that look like? Well, again, it means that you make decisions that glorify God. It means, it means that you, you live your life in accordance to His Word, the Bible. It means that when you have a decision to make, you don't go to every one of your friends who don't love Jesus and ask their advice. You go to the friends that love Jesus and you say, what do you think God would want me to do? When he's number one, guess what? Life isn't always easier, but it's always worth it. And so maybe that's you today. Maybe you're here today and you need to make Jesus number one in your life by giving him your life. You say, but I've never loved Jesus. I've never served him. I've never asked him into my heart. I don't even know what salvation is. Listen, today is the day that you need to give him your life. And you say, well, how do I do that? I mean, I can't live for him. I don't even know him. Listen, the Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth, That Jesus is the Lord of your life and believe that Christ rose from the dead, you will be saved. so, So that's it? Yes, that's it. All you have to do in your heart is pray a prayer and say, okay, God, I want to make you the Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and save me. Again, maybe you just prayed that prayer for the very first time in your heart. 
Listen, now that you've confessed him as your Lord and Savior, now it's time to, to live for him. You say, well, I, don't, I, I just began this new relationship. And again, we celebrate that. And that's why the church exists, so that we can come alongside of you and, and ride with you through this life. Showing you how God's word can, can penetrate your heart. Showing you how you can make right decisions. Showing you. And so listen, that's why you need the church. And the church needs you. And so if you just made that decision to give your life to Jesus, it's the greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. You'll never regret it. And you have a future beyond this world. And that future is in heaven. And so we celebrate that. Maybe, again, you're like, I don't know what's wrong on my list. I need help. Fill, fill out that orange card. Place your question on there. You know, call the church line. Text your number to the number on the screen at the end of the service. And we will contact you so that you can, can learn what God's will is for your life. And we can help you with that. So here's what I do. I'm, I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. Heather's going to come. She's going to kind of show you how you connect with us. And then we're going to be dismissed. But I hope that today, maybe you'll go home and you'll write out a new bucket list. You're going you're gonna to mark out all the things that you know, are on it right now. And you're going to start all over and you're going to make God number one. And then you're going to ask him, what else needs to be on the list? What else do I need to chase? What else do I need to do? I hope that you'll do that as well. Lord, we come to you right now and I thank you for the opportunity to share the truths that I'm learning in my own life. I thank you for the opportunity to, to open the eyes of the world and to open the eyes of the people that are in this church to show people what it means to chase after you. I thank you that you've shown me that. And so, Lord, today, I pray that every one of us would begin to chase after you and put you at the top of our list. Thank you for being there for us. Thank you for being something that is beyond this world that we can count on. Someone that's beyond this world that we can count on. And we just give you all the glory. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. We want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this message. If you made a commitment today, you can contact us at thousandhillsranch.church or give us a call at 580-216-6427. One of our values is we ride to be generous. If you feel led to give, please go to thousandhillsranch.church, click on the Give tab to give your gift today. And remember, at Thousand Hills, you belong before you believe.